0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. Yeah. All right, welcome to church. Welcome to Release City, every. Buddy, I know now you're like, oh, my gosh, I should have left at fellowship time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You never know what is going to happen when we get around God's word. I just believe that it should, be, it should be relatable to where we are living. Amen. How many can relate to some of that? Oh, me. Oh, me. So for the past two weeks, and I'm going to go ahead and encourage you to go ahead and grab a pen, something to write on, uh, or, your, or your Facebook tablet, something you are going to want to take notes today. For the past two weeks, our talks have been centered around relationships, um, specifically marriage. How many were in the house last week for part two of Love in Marriage? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you missed it, y'all can do it. Come on, that golf ca- that golf clap is just killing me. I'm telling you what, last Sunday was so, so incredible and so powerful. I've heard so many stories and and got probably one of the most um, positive feedback messages that that we've ever done here, Um, even though we talked about the S word and made half the room feel really uncomfortable. um, But I can go ahead and tell you today, we're not going to talk about it today, okay? (laughs) Perhaps... um, Perhaps some of you guys last week might have thought that what we discussed was a little on the sensitive nature, and I'm just going to say this, if, if you missed it, you missed it. It was powerful. The end of the service, um, the, the, the vow renewals, I'm just going to tell you, it, it blew my mind. Um, the response uh, afterwards. Matter of fact, while we were doing those, I saw some of our security team that had been up front heard what was going on, and they come flying around the corner like, um, like uh, Roadrunner, me, me. And, and they stopped right outside the door, and they picked up with where we were. And then uh, we had another gentleman who was here who's married. His wife was serving in the kids. After everybody left, I was still up front, and he stopped me, and he said, Pastor B, he said he, she was serving in kids. She said, he said, um, do it. And that's all he said. And I said, I'm like, Break dance. What you want me to do? He said, no, I need you to do it again. And it hit me, and I, I said, oh, you want to do the vow renews? He goes, yeah, right here, right now, do it. And I didn't have my notes with me. And so I had it on my phone. And I pulled my phone up. And then and, and here comes the same couple that got in halfway on the other. They met us right there. And we'd had a two four-person vow renewal. Two couples right there on the spot in the lobby. Dude, I'm telling you, what you're a part of is no small thing. God is doing his best work in your lives. How many believe that? Amen? Amen, amen. So... I just believe that church should be the place where we take God's word and we apply the scriptures to real life issues. I know some of y'all, but I've never been to a church that talks about sex. They talk about because let me just go ahead and say it. There's topics that most people are uncomfortable with. Number one, marriage. Don't talk about my marriage. Hello. I'm doing just fine without your advice. Don't talk about my money. Don't talk about finances. I, we did talk about marriage. I have yet to talk about finances, and I've been the pastor since 2020. Never talked about it. One day we might. The other thing that people don't like to talk about, specifically in church, is my kid, kids, period. Don't talk about my kids. So today, we're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about parenting kids. I've titled today's talk simply this, Parenting One Hundred and One. God's way is always best, always best. Now, before you say, Pastor B, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm sure it's a great message, but I don't have any kids, or all my kids are grown and out of the house. This message is for you. Maybe you don't have, haven't had the opportunity to have kids yet, and you will, this message is for you. Today's talk is for anyone who currently has kids living in their home. Or anyone who has kids that used to live at home and they moved out. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're parenting kids that aren't necessarily your biological kids. In other words, maybe you're, maybe you're fostering kids or maybe, maybe you've adopted kids. Um, This also applies, this message also applies if you're a teacher. If you're a principal. If you're a school bus driver, if you work with kids at a daycare, if you work with kids, have any influence over kids at all, you're parenting them whether you realize it or not. How many believe that? So today's message is designed to help you. As a matter of fact, it's going to help all of us. And let me just say this, because I know that when you start talking about kids, it can be a very sensitive subject. Because there are some people that, that want kids that maybe don't have kids yet. Can I tell you this right here and right now? This message is not designed to make anyone feel awkward or out of place. You are in a family, that believe, in a church family, in a church body that believes that God is, is the God, still the God of miracles. And he can do whatever he wants to on his time schedule. I just got to trust the process. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just want to say that right up front because I don't want anybody. I I know how the enemy works, but our God is bigger than any doctor's report. I firmly believe that. If not, we're just wasting time. Amen. So we stand with you in agreement with you. So today I want to give you five ways to parent well. Here's number one. Remember God's got you. We talk about we're not alone and God's with us through circumstances and situations. But how often do we apply it to parenting? Because let's be honest, parenting ain't all it's cracked up to be. And all the parents said, hello. Right? But what we sometimes need to understand is God is with us in the process of things we may not understand and may not even be qualified to do. For everybody who has kids, do you remember that moment? that your first child was born. I'm talking about your first one, okay? I'm talking about the one that, you know, the second, third, and fourth, sometimes you, you, they bump their head, little Johnny bumped his head, and you just go, on, go ahead, Scooter, go on, buddy. But you let that first one, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, right? Like, it just, it's, it, we, 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 we would lose our mind. Do y'all remember when it was time to take the first baby home. Do y'all remember? And by the way, our baby is 21. She'll be getting married in May. They brought me this today. Not her, but um, y'all like, wow. No, I had somebody else bring me the baby doll and they had the blanket folded. I was like, no, 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 that can't be how it is. It's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to go like, it's got to go like this. Well, hold on. I can do this. This is. Good. It's got to go like this. I can do this, y'all. I was like, Daddy still got it out. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Do y'all remember what it was like when we, when we, when we had the baby and the doctor said, it's, it's okay to go home. They were, they were, they were, they were upstairs, um, you know, doing the last final thing. You're like, I don't know that parenting would be good for you anymore, B, but do you, bam. Okay. It's been great having y'all see us next Sunday. Do y'all remember, what, gentlemen, do y'all remember what we were doing in the car? Y'all remember what we were doing? We were snapping that thing in, shaking that thing, making sure that no matter what happens, this thing ain't going nowhere. And you know it's reversed the other direction. It's, you, y- y'all know, all, y'all remember all that stuff? Like, we just tre- checking everything. And then when it was time to go, like, you're just like, oh, I got it, I got it. You're just slow, just taking care of everything. And then the speed limit on the way home could have been like 55, but you driving 20. And it's 10 and 2. Y'all remember 10 and 2? Some of y'all like 12. Matter of fact, y'all are just, like just, just hanging your hand up there like that. Or sometimes at 6 o'clock. No, no, no. It was 10 and 2. When Dad taught, when Dad was teaching me how to do it, 10 and 2. Man, I hadn't done 10 and 2 since I was like 15 years old. But, but when the first child was born, I, bless God, I went right back to 10 and 2. Just white knuckling that thing. All the way, officer pulling us over. Hey, Mr. Mr. Weber, is everything okay? Yeah, but I got a special package back here. Like we would Like we didn't know what in the world to do. Anybody else, is that just me? Because I feel like I just told on myself, and you're like, boy, we still praying for you. But y'all know y'all did the same thing. I mean, I'm up here dangling. I'm so glad Jen and JC are in there because this belongs to the Hires girls. They would be like, gee, Dad, you can't hold our babies no more. You just up here doing all this stuff. And Amy's like, that's why we're done having kids. (laughs) Point is, I wish somebody would have told me all those years ago, that God's got you. Did nobody teach us how to parent? There's no manual. <laughs> God's got you. Anybody remember the first poopy diaper? Is that okay for me to say poop in church? Okay. It's my message, y'all. Just work with me. Do y'all remember what it was like to change the first poopy diaper? And now y'all, I, I, I know, y'all like... A newborn, I know, there's no fragrance. It's just a little bit, you know. Is that too much for y'all? Just a little bit. I was going to go, no, I can't tell you what I was going to do to to have a little fun. I would desecrate. This is also baby Jesus in our Christmas uh, place, so I'm going to leave it alone. But do y'all remember what it was like? And you're like, especially if you have boys. We didn't, but I remember changing my brother. I'm out here now, might as well tell it. I remember changing Joshua Kenneth's diaper. Brother had me up on the wall. Back to the story. I'm losing somebody real fast. But do y'all remember what it was like when your child started eating solid foods? And what you thought was going to be safe wasn't safe. And especially when you went out in public and you wasn't near the garden hose outside to spray their little bottoms off. And there was no shower. What'd you do? Ladies, y'all call this a diaper bag. Men, we call this a survival kit. And y'all know what we did. Y'all know what we did. Like, we wasn't about... We okay, now I'm... Can y'all hear me okay? Now I'm ready. Uh-oh, I can't get it off. I can't get it on. it's getting foggy, dude parenting parenting is serious business when you taking care of business right everybody say survival kit survival kit survival kit this is what we need to look to when we're in situations. And again, maybe you're a parent, maybe you, have, maybe you have students or kids that are under you that you are making an impact in their lives and you don't know. Sometimes, sometimes just to be honest, you're spending, if you work with kids at any level, you are spending more time with them than their, than their biological parents. You are making an impact and a difference. And I came today to tell you whether you're the parent of biologically of that kid or not, God's got you, and he's using you to impact the life of that student and that child. If you believe it, somebody say amen. The truth is there is nothing like the fear of being a parent. Becoming a parent brings a whole other level of worry because it's not just How they going, how's little Johnny going, I don't know why I pick on little Johnny, but he's the first name that comes to my mind. How they going, how they going to, how's little Johnny going to handle when I take the training wheels off? Y'all remember teaching them how to ride a bike and you got your hand right there and then you let it go and they they do that little wobble thing, but then they they get right. But you're like, but I got to teach them. Being a parent doesn't stop at bicycle lessons. I remember when we, Started teaching Caitlin how to drive. I went on one trip. I didn't go on no more trips. Amy took care of the training on how to drive, because Caitlin Weber went around a curve doing like 55 and did not slow to turn on the road of our neighborhood and went on to just drive. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I told him I was like, I, I you, you do this. I can't do this no more. I was worried for my own life. Not to mention that the girls. But it's true. When your child begins driving, there's all kinds of craziness that happens. And we know this to be true. Amen? We think stuff like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I've ruined them. I don't know if I should discipline them more. I don't know if I should discipline them less. Should I do more for them? Should I stop spoiling them? Do I, do I, do I talk to them about this or do I take my hands off and let them experience life and what could happen? But we want to protect them, but we're so worried. I'm talking to adults who have adult kids today. It doesn't just stop at a bicycle. It doesn't just stop at the, vehicle of a, the, the wheel of a car. We want them to make the right decisions in marriage and in relationships. Come on, somebody. Listen, God's got you. And this just isn't, isn't just for parents. Maybe, maybe you're here and you feel like God put a dream in your heart or maybe a calling on your life. And sometimes, sometimes the thought of doing what God is giving you to do is scary. I've never built a church. I've never led a church. It's scary. But I'm confident that God's got us. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Those first four words are for somebody in this room today. So do not fear. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. So do not fear. Yeah, but you don't know what my child has already done. and, and So, so. Do not fear. So when the enemy tries to bring you circumstances or scenarios of what could happen, you need to look him in the face and go, so God's got me. He said, so do not fear. Church, that's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Stop letting the enemy steal your joy day after day, month after month, living in fear of what's going to happen with your children, what they might do. What might happen if you let them move on? God is saying, stop, I've got you. I feel like God in his loving way is reminding us today that he's got us. Nudge your neighbor to him say, he's got us. Maybe that's your spouse. Hey, he's got us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says this, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Man, I don't know how to be a parent. Listen, it just told us that God is giving you the desire, even if your parents, even if you didn't have a, 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 um, a traditional upbringing, maybe you came from a broken home. I came from a broken home. Maybe you didn't have it modeled before you. I'm here today to tell you, according to Philippians 2.13, God says, I'll put the desire in you and the power to do what pleases me, That him. Maybe you're a parent here today and you go, you know what, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. That's the time for Angela to go, amen. Dude, we had three girls. And the crazy thing was, they're all three unique individual ladies in other words what i'm saying is we didn't have the first one that had struggles and then we knew how to handle the second one because they were going to be the same struggles that's not how it worked and ansley grace has role models in her home me and mom who mess up sometimes don't always handle things the right way she's a direct reflection of what she's seen are you tracking me today Listen, you may not be good at parenting. Listen, it's okay. God is at work in your life, and he has given you the desire and the power to be a really good parent. You don't stop parenting just because they move out. (laughs) I was hoping somebody would say something right there. We have a responsibility. Our older girls are married and have their own families, but there are times when I see stuff on Facebook, And we call our kids, hey, what's up? Just checking in. How'd you know? You put it on Facebook. And then one of them got smart and blocked us. But they didn't block Ansley Grace. How'd y'all know? Never told. (laughs) It was the Holy Ghost. Uh, this will probably be the week that they're both watching online Uh, my phone's probably going off right now with all kinds of messages I'm going to kill you dad no listen God does his best work in me and through me when I recognize that without him I'm nothing he does his best work in me and through me when I recognize that I can't do it without his help and I'm here today to remind you one more time before I move to number two God has got you Number two, second thing we got to do if we're going to parent well, spend time with God. These are no-brainers, by the way. But spend time with God. The more time you spend with God, the better parents you'll be. It is true. The more time you look at Facebook and how everybody else is parenting, the more you will probably follow in suit of the person you're following. It matters who you're molding your life and your family after. It also matters, moms and dads, who your little girls are looking up to on TV. I could name them, but I don't need a lawsuit. And it's our responsibility. They may not understand it. They may not like it. But it's our responsibility, if there is something in front of them, to remove the distraction. Here's the honest truth about parenting. If you're a parent, you already know this. If one day you become a parent, you'll discover it. There's just a lot of stuff (laughs) that we just don't know how to do. Now, we'll fake it till we make it. But just because you're a parent doesn't mean that you have it all figured out. And let me say this. Making babies doesn't make you a parent. My dog can do that. I'll never forget going back to all three of our girls are different and have walked us through different scenarios of their lives. I'll never forget that one of our particular girls had made a decision. And they are raised in church, but I told you I, I, came from, I, I came from a divorced home. I, too, was divorced. I had a kid. I had a child from that marriage. Amy also from, from her previous marriage, and then we have Angela Grace together. So that also makes for—I I know I'm, I might be sharing a lot of personal stuff, but— It's stuff y'all are dealing with. And that stuff's hard. And I'll never forget when one of our girls made a decision and I found out about it. And it messed me up in the head. And God knew that I needed to be real, real far away when I found out. I was on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. Because if I was anywhere else, I'd have broke every speed limit. From here to there. And I'll never forget. On that boat. The Holy Spirit reminded me of this. I'd never heard it anywhere else. That when life gets unconventional. Conventional Christianity won't always work. I was raised in church. There was a certain way I it was supposed to be done. But when life gets Unconventional. Conventional Christianity Won't always work And God Changed my perspective Of what happened because guess what She was still my daughter And I still loved her In spite of And honestly what really got me The most was what everybody was going to think About My parenting abilities Because I was exposed Here's what God knows about us He knows that we don't know everything, and if we will surrender ourselves to him and ask for his guidance and his help, which you won't get unless you get in his word and spend time with him, he will be able to help you. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Gosh, but if I ask for help, then he'll know I don't have it all together. Hot news flash. He already knows that you're jacked up. Just like me. He already knows. And he says, and he's just told us in his word, I can come to him and ask for help. And he won't find fault in me because I don't know it. He knows I don't know it. He's just waiting on me. And the, the beauty of a relationship with God is he doesn't cram it down your throat. Just like we didn't cram, yes, all three of our girls were raised in church, raised in ministry for most of their life. They're the first people to be in the church building, and they're always the last one to leave. And they're less likely to see the mom and dad a majority of the time because mom and dad is doing ministry. But we didn't shove it down their throats. What he's saying in that scripture is you're not supposed to know how to do what you've never done. Come spend time with me. Come to me for advice and let me help you. And we do that by getting in his word. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Is this helping anybody today? Okay, I know it's a little different. This is more teachy than preachy, but I just believe we gotta, we gotta be real about it. Second Timothy chapter 3 says, all scripture, I just read this a couple weeks ago, all scripture in a message. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for what? To teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare. Everybody say that word prepare. Prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And that includes parenting. I looked up this morning, I looked up the definition for prepare. As if I didn't already know, but... It said this, it says, to make something or someone ready for use. When you get in God's word, he's preparing you. See, because what we do is we go to his word when all hell's breaking loose and everything's getting crazy. No, he's saying, if you'll come to me, I'll prepare you and prepare you to be used for something and equip you. Equip means to supply with the necessary items for its particular purpose. God wants to equip us so that we can turn around and equip our children. And Let me give you an illustration because I feel like I'm losing some of y'all, and when I drop stuff like this, I bring you back to life. So here it comes. Anybody ever flown an airplane before? Do y'all remember the, the pre-flight announcement? Sounds something like this. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. We also ask that your seats and table trays are in the upright position before takeoff. Sound familiar? Here's the one that I really confused me for a long time. In case there is a loss in cabin pressure, yellow masks will deploy from the ceiling compartment located above you. Please secure your own mask before assisting others around you. This never made sense to me, y'all. I'm going to take care of me before I take care of my baby, my child. I mean, then it hit me. I'm no good to anybody else if I lose my lifeline. That goes totally against everything a parent would think. Even if Ainsley Grace and I fly every year, which Connor, by the way, this last year was the last one. She's on you now, homie. <laughs> to go watch the Buckeyes. And even at her age of 20 this past year, if we went through some, if we went through some turbulence without hesitation, if that thing dropped, I'm going to make sure she's good. Today, I'm here to remind you that you need to take care of you and make sure you're connected to the lifeline because you're no good to anybody else in your family if you're not connected and you've lost your source. God is saying the same thing to all of us today. Come to me. Come to me first. Let me, get, let me equip you first. Let me train you first. Let me give you the fruits of the Spirit, which I'm going to tell you about in just a minute. So now that you can turn around and help your child walk in the way that they should go. God is with you. Spend time with him. Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in your lives love joy peace patience kindness stop which by the way you need all of this in truckloads as a parent or if you work with kids at any level you need love you need joy because some of them aren't getting love at home hello love joy peace peace here comes patience. Got to have patience. You need to d- display that with kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The only way you're going to get that is through the Holy Spirit. What God is saying there is some benefits from spending time with me. And the more you spend time with me, the more equipped you will be. Point number three, if we're going to parent well, show up and try. Remember I said sometimes you just fake it till you make it. Show up and try. Try. As a parent, we're going to be faced with situations and scenarios that our kids are dealing with that maybe we didn't go through as a kid or as an adolescent. And can I just remind you, you don't have all the answers. And you may not know what you're doing. But God will walk with you and he will strengthen you and he will uphold you. He will put the desire in you and strengthen you for the mission of parenting well. Just show up and try. Number four. I'm moving through these super fast. This one, if you've been in church for any length of time, this is not going to be, uh, uh, not go, it's going to be very, very, um, you're going to remember this one. Here it is. Train them in the way they should go. Proverbs 22.6 says this. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. I love the message translation. Did I, did I put the message translation in there, Connor? Check it out. Point your kids in the right direction. And when they're old, they won't be lost. Now, what you need to understand with this, it's not literal to the fact of, because God gives us a free will, right? He's going to let them make decisions. But they're more apt to not be lost when they know where they could go. but, But just like God has done with us, He didn't force us to do what He wants us to do. We get to make the decision. Same thing is true with our kids. Yes, we understand that that scripture, what that scripture means, that we should bring our children up in church and teach them about the things of God. But as parents, we also have the responsibility to train our children to be great spouses. We got to train up our children to be great employees or employers, how to be great friends. We got to teach our kids how to show up in church. And just, just show, sometimes you just got to show up. Well, I don't feel like it. Just show up. Yes, and teach them how to serve in the church. I saw this quote this week. It said, don't raise your kids to have more than you had. Raise them to be more than you were. Don't raise your kids to have more than you have. Because that's, that's the heart of a parent. I, I want to make sure you had more than I. That's not should not be the priority. The pri- priority should be that you raise them to be more than you ever were. I can say that about my parents. Where I'm standing today, I am standing on the shoulders, the threshold of what they worked for for years. This ministry. So, how do we train our children? I'm going to give you f- four, and then I'm going to give you the last, the, the, the number five on how to parent well. Here they are. How do I train? I'm so glad you asked. How do we train our children? Number one, introduce them to God. Matter of fact, yeah, you'll be able to you'll be able to screenshot these. Introduce them to God. That should be your number one priority. Well, how do I do that? John 3, 16. Everybody knows it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Introduce them to God. It's saying consistently and constantly reminding them that God loves them, that God God created them perfectly perfectly. And he loves them in such a way that no matter what they do, he will, they cannot change his love for them. In just a matter of months, Ansley Grace is going gonna, is gonna to move out. And it'll be just the two of us. And we can make it if we try. But because we gave up the I quit option, for those of y'all that went back a few Sundays, we'll make it. Amen. She's going to move out. But guess what? Our goal was to make sure at those, these 21 years that she knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that not, we don't just show up and do church. That the one that we, we're here showing people the, the way and who he is, that she gets it at home and that she knows God loves her. And our other two girls, because I know I picked on them a little bit or one of them I didn't pick on the other so much It's probably good. She's not perfect, but it doesn't change my love for her. Just like when I was in the middle of the Caribbean on a cruise ship, God knew I needed to be nowhere near a vehicle and asphalt headed north. Because I was hot. (laughs) God knew what he's doing. But it didn't change my love for her. And your, your kids need to know hey, this thing we're doing, your kids should never ask, hey mom, dad, are we going to church today? It it should it should be a priority. And when you make him a priority when they're younger, you're modeling for them that it is a priority when they get older. Number two, let them see you follow God. Actions speak louder than words. Like I said, our girls were raised in church, they were raised in ministry. Before there were ever any serve teams, it was usually me and Ansley up here setting chairs, cleaning toilets. And we're not always perfect as parents. We're not always perfect church leaders. We're not always perfect pastors. But the one thing that they have seen us do is be consistent. You think we wake up every Sunday morning and it's just, hello, God bless you. Let's go win our city for Jesus. No, I've told y'all before. The, 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 the one day of the week that the enemy shows up, at least in our house, is a Sunday before church. And you think, we can't hide that. You got stubborn right here. And you got the princess right there. Come on. Come on. Y'all help me. I'm just trying to tell the story. She's Ansley Grace sees that. But you know what she sees? We are consistent. How have y'all done on that? You get in a fight with your spouse. You've already been dressed. You get out to the car. Some, she says something. that ticks you off. And 500 cuss words come out of your mouth. You throw that car back in park get the keys, leave your family in the car, and you walk back in the house, I ain't going. It's called being inconsistent. I'm trying to help somebody to understand you're not always going to get it right. It, you're not, it's, it's not about being perfect. You never will be. If you're looking for a perfect Christian, it's time for you to go to heaven because there are none here on earth. Number three, oh, let me say this. If you've fallen at being consistent and you fall consistently, Get back up. It don't, it don't matter if every Sunday in the month there's been an issue. You get back up and you'd get your family to church. Number three, model generosity. How do I teach them? How do I train them? Model generosity towards building God's kingdom. Model generosity. In Luke, Jesus tells the story of a guy who became very successful. He made lots of money, but he spent his money on building his own kingdom. And when he got to the end of his life, he, re- he realized, I've wasted my entire life. Something that we've told our girls growing up, there are two areas that they'll have to make hard decisions in. Number one is relationships, and the second one is money. And I don't just want our girls to be successful in life. By the, what the world standards are, I don't want them to get to the end of their life and go, I've wasted my entire life. Sure, we've been able to go cruises, and yes, we've been able to go to oh, Buckeye games, and, and yes, we've been able to go to the, to the hunting club, and yes, we have uh, 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 five side by sides and four wheelers out back. No, I'm not talking about us right now, I'm talking about you. I don't want them to get to the end of their life and go, yeah, we had all the toys. But I wasted my life because now my family, I thought that I could hold my family together with toys and the only thing that can hold your family and your marriage together is God. Amen. I'm not preaching against those toys. My toys just look different than yours. We all got toys. And the Bible says that he puts that desire in you to have those things. But when, what, what, what the, the problem is, is when those things have you. Hello. Did y'all see that? Boy, they having a fit over there. They're like, yep, that was your cue, Pastor be Wrap it up. <laughs> you told them? <laughs> if he gets long-winded, just shake the wall back there. <sighs> we have modeled and showed up for our girls what it looks like to be generous in building the kingdom. Our, gar- our girls already know. God has our finances first. He knows that wherever we've been in ministry, the first 10% of whatever we, we bring in goes back to the storehouse. They already know that. And I cannot tell you the joy that it brought me. We have never once told Ansley when she got her first paycheck, you need to tithe. We've ne- not one time did we ever say that. But the first time that I was told that Ansley Grace was tithing, it brought so much joy to my heart because we did it. You don't have to shove Jesus. You model Jesus. And when you, when you have a, a disastrous uh, 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 conversation in front of your kids at home, you know, a friction conversation. Let them see you run into Jesus. Let them see you when the worship leader says, hey, do you want to come up here and lay it? Let them watch you. You can let them watch you come to the front of a church and go, I'm going to lay it. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm going to tell the devil to shut up because right now in my ear, I hear him going, yeah, but on the way to church, you said, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to lay it down. Be the model for your kids. It's the least you can do because you are modeling for them question is, what are you modeling? What you got to remember is our kids will learn more from what we do than what we say. Number four, get them to church, which I already touched on that. Hebrews 10, 24 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Listen, we must show our kids That being in church and growing together as a family with family is important. Did you hear what I said? It's important that your family sees you growing together as a family with family. And if you attend this ministry, you are family. Whether you come in the first time and never come back or if you show up every single doggone week, you are family. And there is no other family that I would rather be in than this one right here. Because it's genuine, real love. We don't care where you've been, don't care what you're doing, what you've done in your past. All we care is where you're headed. In closing, it matters where you go to church, too. By the way, it's no secret. Oh, are you saying that release is the best? No, I'm not saying that at all. It's led by jacked up people just like all the other churches. Yes, I said it. I can tell you that in 2020 when my whole world was turned upside down COVID was just the half. When dad and Robin passed away and we had already stepped into this can I tell you what sustained us? you family when you go through a rough patch in a marriage or you go through a rough patch at, at work or or you blow it you blow a gasket you say things that that you know came out of your flesh moments which by the way the more time you spend time with god when the, just because you spend time with him doesn't mean those things won't happen but when you do spend time with him you address those things a lot differently because you'll actually be speaking his word instead of the word that's in your heart that may come out as ugly not, I'm not being condemning. I'm just telling you, you need to spend time in His Word. And uh, you need to be in the house to get, can I, look across this room, y'all. This place is full. I woke up this morning, took the dogs out, heard the rain. I'm like, it'll be a slim crowd today. Y'all look real full to be Slim. This place is full. I'm telling you, you need this place. I need this place. My marriage needs this place. Your relationships need this place. Your babies on the other side of this wall need this place. And there are people that you work with It's not about this place. It's not about release city. It's about what we're willing to release to the city, no matter the cost. Did you hear me? We're willing to release real love to a real world facing real problems, and there there is no condemnation. Lastly, Number five on how we're going to parent well. Trust God with what you can't control. That's not just for parents. Because all of us face things every day, every week of things we can't control. Learn to trust God with what you can't control. Where's all the parents at? If you're a parent, stand. Just stand right where you are. I'm not going to have you come forward. Just stand. I just want to see. Where's all the parents at? This is what I want to say to every parent, whether they live in the house or they're out. Look at, look at it around the room. Every single one of you have made stupid, jacked-up decisions. If you haven't, take this opportunity to stand in your chair because I want to see you above everybody else. Yeah, if you haven't, listen, we've got to learn to trust God with our kids, no matter their age, especially when they make a mistake. We've got to start trusting God with what we can't control. Because just like God took care of you, Dude, this hit me like a ton of bricks this week. He will take care of your kids. Look where you are. Think about the stupid stuff you've done. Just for a second. And look where you're standing. God will do the same for your kids. When you follow these guidelines and these steps, you can be seated. Adam, get ready. I want to give you just a few verses. I'm not reading the verses. I'm going to put them on the screen. I want you to take a screenshot of these. This is your homework this week. Okay? This is your homework. 1 John 3, 1. This is what God says about this verse. I'm not reading the verse. I'm reading what the takeaway from this. He says, I'm your child's heavenly father. I love your child. Jeremiah 29, 11, He wants to remind you that I have plans for your child that you don't even know about. Isaiah 54.13 God says I would teach your child you don't have to be perfect I'll work on their heart these are not the verses this is what God is saying about the verse Romans 8.28 he would say I'm working on their lives right now even when you can't see it I'm working Proverbs 3.5 says you can trust me with what you don't understand Matthew 19.26 for me nothing is impossible to turn around bottom line let's start trusting God with what we can't control Adam, come on. What do I want you to know today? I want you to know that God loves your child. And he has a plan for your child's life. No matter how old they are. And God can do more in your child's life than you can ever do. That's what I want you to know. What I want you to do, here's what I want you to do. Number one, remember God's got you. Number two, spend time with God. Number three, show up and try. Number four, train them in the way that they should go. And number five, trust God with what you can't control. And I promise those steps will allow us to parent and shepherd well. Amen. Do you believe it? Amen. Give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Hallelujah. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.